Welcome to episode 34 of the Babes Talking Business podcast. Today we have Brooke Valinovich on our show and you are going to absolutely love this episode. Brooke is an Instagram specialist. She's an international keynote speaker. She's the founder of Villa Management and creator of the Global Social Club Membership and Academy. She teaches businesses worldwide how to leverage off the power of social media and how fun and easy it can be to connect with their customers online. With a background in sales and marketing, Brooke loves customer service and her enthusiastic personality has allowed her to quickly skyrocket through the digital marketing world to become one of Australia's most influential Instagram speakers and trainers. Working with brands like Dermalogica, Mazda and City of Perth, Brooke's training can show you how to grow your online presence and use it as an effective business medium. In this episode, we chat with this funny, upbeat mega babe about her journey in business and what she's overcome to make her way to the top. She shares some pretty hilarious happenings that will have you feeling like you're not alone building your business and winging it along the way. And she also shares the evolution of herself as a businesswoman who was unsure in what she wanted to do, dabbling in some studies here and there, not finishing them to now being a super clear woman on a mission and very clear on her message. You can find all of Brooke's social media links in the show notes below for you to connect with her, including her Instagram and her website. You can also check out our website at www.babestalkingbusiness.com where we have loads of information, including upcoming events we have on in 2020, including our Babes in Business Bali retreat. We've got Vegas at the end of the year and so many more cool events that you can tap into. We just want to take this opportunity to say a big thank you to our sponsors, the Health Style Emporium, a 16-week online holistic program for women all around the world that educates, empowers, and inspires you to become the healthiest, happiest version of yourself without deprivation or diets or extreme exercise. The HSC has a six-week mini program that is currently underway. It is not too late to join. You can join at any time where you'll learn how to lose weight holistically, looking at diverse range of health pillars, including toxins, nutrition, mindset, hormones, stress, and learning to love your cycle, plus so much more. Head over to www.thehsc.net to find out more. Otherwise, if you would love to learn more about their ambassador program where you can get rewarded while getting healthy, please do get in touch with us. Now, without further ado, We are so excited for you to hear this hilarious, amazing episode with Brooke. Brooke. Hi. Oh, my God. And there goes my email. Sorry. Oh, no. I can't mute it even because I'm on the computer. All good. All good. (laughs) We are so excited to chat to you, girl. Welcome to Babes Talking Business. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I'm excited because I know I've been following you for a little bit on Instagram. We've been going back and forth because I, you help other women build businesses on Instagram, which Correct. which is really cool. But then we got talking a little bit further and we realized you had your own really cool business story, which kind of evolved. And there's so many women, I think, our followers who want to get into business, they've started a business, they've got yeah. an idea for a business, and mm-hmm. it's really inspiring. It's really inspiring, but also thought-provoking to kind of hear what other women's journeys have been and yeah. the 
the jumps or the steps that they took. And I know we are just talking before we started recording how ballsy that sometimes you've got to be to do some of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. But even like at the time you don't realise it's ballsy and then you look back and think, whoa, <laughs> you little savage rebel. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, hey. It's like that saying ignorance on fire. You're just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to do it. And holy shit, it worked. <laughs> totally, totally, Yeah. <laughs> So a little bit of background for people who might not know you. Obviously, um, you're Brooke. You've got Villa Management, which is your business at the moment, but that's not where you started. I know we were chatting before and you started in sales and marketing um, and helping people do lots of different things. Um, Do you want to start there and maybe talk about what happened after your degree and what work were you doing and what did you have a vision for what you wanted to do? No, I don't even know how I ended up here. I wish I had like, you know, when you talk to people and they're like, oh, I grew up and I always knew I wanted to do this. And then I studied it and I loved it. And I always knew I wanted to have a business. I'm like, really? (laughs) I I don't even know how I got here. (laughs) So I don't even know. I think think when you don't know what you want to do, and this is definitely a thing in Perth. Maybe it's not like this on the East Coast, but if you don't know what you want to do, you just go to uni and study marketing or commerce. That's, you know, that's pretty much not. universal, <laughs> yeah. I think. That's what everyone who doesn't know what they want to do does. So I I did that. And I was also working at a shoe store um, at the time around the corner from the uni. And do you know what? I was just so sick of being in a classroom and I just wanted to work and make money. Like ever since I was, I don't know, how old are you when you can get a job? 13, 14? Mm-hmm. However old I was um, when I was first allowed to work, I always had two or three jobs always on the go. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make money. That's, that's all I wanted to do. So anyway, I started at uni and I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. Uni is literally taking away from me being able to work and make money. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Um, but I guess something something marketing-ish must have stuck because <laughs> then then somehow, yeah. But I didn't have I, – I dropped out of PR. I was doing PR marketing event management. So I dropped out of that. Mm-hmm. And then when I wanted to start doing event management my, by myself, I guess that's why I started my business because I didn't think anyone would hire me without having a degree, which – now that I own a business, realize is like unless you're trying to become a doctor, going yeah. a degree is not the end of the world. Yeah. Like not have I was so caught up because that's where I think school shit. You know they really enforce that if you don't go to uni, you don't get a degree, you will suck at life. Yeah, and I thought that I sucked, and I think something to that I don't know. I don't know about other people, but for me, I didn't start my business in this like super happy, excited time of my life. I kind of started it a bit out of desperation when I was in a really low point feeling like no one is going to hire me to do what I want to do. I'm only going to be able to get a job as a receptionist for the rest of my life. And so I thought, well, I'll start my own business because then at least I can do what I want to do. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I guess then if it doesn't, I'll go get that reception job. Mm -hmm. Um, But so far it's worked out. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) But, yeah, it it wasn't a happy time when I started my business at all. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks for being real and raw too, because I think a lot of people beat themselves up when they're coming out of school. Maybe they drop, they start a degree, they didn't enjoy it, they quit it, mm. and then they're like, "I'm not going to be successful. Like, is this the only way?" And yeah. totally. I love that you're resourceful enough to be like, you know what? I'll I'll find myself work. I'll find a way to create an income. I don't even know how that worked. Yeah, <laughs> I look back and I'm like. Whoa, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, okay, so you studied PR and marketing, but you dropped out. I remember you saying you did like a little bit of interior design and that didn't yeah, work. And that same thing, I started it and I was like, this sucks. I'm so sick of being in a, I was just sick of being in a classroom and I didn't feel like a lot of what I was learning was what I really wanted to do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so I dropped out of that too. And then you started Villa <laughs> Management, which started out as events, right? But events. then people were like reaching out to you saying like, oh my God, your Instagram game is amazing. Like, can you teach us what you're doing? And you've now fallen into the Instagram teaching education, education world. You've yeah. ditched the events thing because you're just bossing it with Instagram and now that's your jam. Well, I guess there's an element of the events, like with the social club, which is Mm -hmm. my online training community, we run events Mm -hmm. and that's sort of a big part of it as well, which I guess has ultimate, my knowledge of running events has ultimately helped with that. And um, there's another business in Perth, a networking group that we do a yearly big event together for International Women's Day as well. And so I guess the event work sort of comes into that Mm -hmm. too, but I definitely feel like I found my thing with social media. I, I I love Instagram so much in terms of the ability for, a, you know, a small business owner to be able to get their name out there and noticed all over the world for little to no cost. Yeah. I just think that's so fantastic because business is hard and business is fucking expensive yeah. as well. So if there's an aspect of it that, like, at any time, day or night, if you've got time, you can pick up your phone and potentially connect with customers for free, and that's fully under your control. That's what I think is really cool about it. Mm. You know why I love this? Because our last episode was totally different where it was about blogging and like monetizing blogging and creating um, content there and connecting with your consumer there, whereas this is totally different. So I love this because different subjects, different market of people. So let's dive into it. Let's talk about your business journey and using Instagram. Like has, obviously it's been four years since you started Uh your business. I'm going to guess that it wasn't always like hop, skip, jump. You've ended up here. It's definitely been a journey (laughs) over the last four years. Every day is a journey. Fuck. (laughs) Nah. Um, Okay, so this is what, when I originally started, I started with a three-hour workshop teaching Instagram and Facebook because this was four years ago, so people were kind of new to Instagram then. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I, because what I thought I was doing was so easy, I convinced myself there is no possible chance of this becoming a long-term business model. In six months' time, everyone is going to know what they're doing and I'm going to have to find something else to do. So my sort of strategy starting off was because it, I didn't I didn't have a business plan because I thought, yeah, there's just no way that this is going to be a long-term option, was just any opportunity that comes along, just say yes to it. Mm-hmm. And 
we'll just see where this goes. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So I started with teaching workshops and then um, I started getting asked to do one-on-one because that's sort of there's people that want one-on-one. And then I started getting asked to speak, which I was like, oh, this is new. Sure. Like, people want to listen to me speak. Okay. Um, so I started, because no one was doing it in Perth at the time. Nobody, no one was really even doing it in Australia at the time. Um, and then I got uh, started getting contacted from over east and international asking to do online so then I started teaching workshops on zoom and um that gave me access to a total different market as well and then also I was building up my um, mailing list at the time too my email list because anyone that teaches you social media will teach you it's you know you don't own the platform so you want to try and get Mm -hmm. as many of your followers off the platform into something that you own and I was sending these fortnightly email tips on Instagram marketing with like little activities that businesses could implement And I was doing that for about a year, like behind the scenes of everything else that was going on in my yes year, my yes year (laughs) strategy. And it got to the point that people were responding to those emails and being like, oh my God, this stuff that you're teaching actually really works. Like I tried the activity and these are my results. And I was like, cool, yay. And then people were responding and saying like, we hang out for these fortnightly emails. Can we pay you to receive these emails more often? And I was at a time then when I was really burning out because I was teaching every single day between group workshops to private workshops to consulting to online to speaking at events. Actually, I was also writing strategies then for businesses too, and it was just me. So I had 10,000 things going on. Actually, my one three-hour workshop turned into 16 different services in 12 months. Wow. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I was getting really overwhelmed, as I'm sure you can imagine. And so that's when I sort of just looked at everything that I was doing and thought, all right, I now know how to make money with this because I'm making money, but I can't keep doing what I'm doing forever because I just, it's too much. I'm, I'm exhausted and I'm going to burn out. So I sort of thought, what am I enjoying the most? And I was really enjoying writing these email lessons. And so, I guess the timing of like writing those email lessons and then the responses from businesses around the world asking for more, I created the social club, which basically monetized those emails, added in a weekly webinar um, and eventually started getting rid of everything else. And now I focus fully on the social club. I do a lot of keynote speaking as well. Um, on a variety of things and then I do quite a bit of media and TV work which I'm like what (laughs) isn't that crazy listening (laughs) it's so cool just listening to your journey though and but I think there's a few key things in there I really want to tease out because for maybe for you you listen to that and you're like I don't know how it happened but (laughs) but I feel feel like I don't know how this like I'm on TV I'm on live TV but I can tell you I can already tell you listening you have initiative yeah you like you said you have balls like there's a year where you just said yes to a lot of things and you worked it out afterwards and then there's a lot of people Mm. they complain that they want something an opportunity will come and they will self-sabotage they'll talk themselves out of it they let fear cheat them out you're just like yep let's do it I'll work it out and we'll, we'll roll with the punches so 
How did you do that? Like, there's a lot of people who can't. Does that come naturally for you or did you ever have fear come up? I think I was just so excited that for the first time in my life, I was actually getting paid to do something I enjoyed doing. That was really exciting and Mm. that, that was quite addictive. So every... Every opportunity that came up, I was just stoked that someone was giving me money for something that I liked. I guess, yeah, yeah, that's really what drove it. And I love that too because a lot of people have, like, when I know we're going to talk about this in a second too, business is hard. It's not Mm -hmm. easy. But a lot of people have this misconception like business has to be hard where I think if you take the time, especially if you're still a baby, you know, you want to get into business or you do have a business. And like you said, you've got lots of different projects happening within the business, taking the time to actually think about what do you enjoy most? Cause sometimes they're the telltale signs of yeah. what your gift is. Like, what do you enjoy? What gives you energy? And yeah. also what, what comes easy for you? Like you said, this was yeah. stuff that you were easy. You didn't know people would pay for it because it was just so easy for you. But that's, a, totally. that's a good, like, I felt like I was like scamming people. <laughs> Honestly, my husband and I would laugh at like the, the, just the fact that we still laugh at the fact that people pay me to speak. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird thing. But also I will say that, there are really shitty times, and we'll talk about that, obviously. Yeah. The reason you have to love what you do in business is because in those shitty times, if you don't have a drive and a passion, that's when you'll give up because mm. you'll just think, well, what's the point? You know. And there's times in my business that shit things have happened. I worked for like three months for free because of something that was going on, um, which we'll get to. But if I didn't actually enjoy what I was doing and love what I was doing, I probably would have quit then. Mm-hmm. I would have quit it then because I would have been like, what's the fucking point? I don't enjoy what I'm doing. I'm not making money. So what's the point of me doing this? Yeah. So before we delve into that, maybe just ding, 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 ding. Like, guys, if you have something that's coming up for you that you enjoy and that comes easy for you, there are some good signs that are delve into it. Yeah. Because I think people think they've got to become something that they're not or they've got to create something mm. that they're not. And really, we're all different. We're actually born with these gifts and these passions and they're there for a reason. You've got something the rest of the population doesn't have that you can serve yeah. and help others with. Think about what what do people say you're good at? Like before I had my business, I always had Snapchat just because Snapchat. <laughs> and I think back to when my friends and, and people would say, oh, we follow you on Snapchat because you're just so funny. Like, And I, that was not a business Snapchat. That was just me fluff, fluffing around being mm. me. Um, and I look back and I'm like, I didn't do it intentionally, but... I've sort of just carried on that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But people used to say that to me all the time. And my husband even says, because when I met my husband, I met him in real life, but back then we (laughs) didn't exchange mobile numbers. We exchanged Snapchat usernames. That's how we connected in real life. That's so cool. And then (laughs) we spent just six months like Snapchatting back and forward. And he always says to me, he's like, no wonder you've done well on social media. Like I fell in love with you on social media so I'm not surprised that other people have too I'm like oh that's super cute (laughs) how good is that so let's talk about that journey um I'm sure that you like you have such an incredible influence online I love what you've created and how you portray yourself and you are funny you're hilarious (laughs) so we're sitting here pissing ourselves laughing sometimes I'm like oh did I just take it too far (laughs) 
I'm sure with that comes people who aren't the friendliest or yes. you'll get people with their <laughs> opinions and whatnot. How do you deal with stuff like that? Um, well, with my own, like, personal Instagram account, when things come – like, the first time someone said something nasty, like – Someone said I had the most annoying voice on the internet, which, agreed, I do have a really annoying voice. Um, <laughs> and people have said all kinds of things. I, I was featured in um, the West Australian, which is like our major newspaper article here, a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago. And the Birth Now, which is sort of like the main news channel online, shared the article. And, of course, like the trolls just started. And I was like, I'm not even going to look at it because even the journalist said to me, don't even look at the comments Mm -hmm. because people are so mean. Um, But (laughs) Dom, my husband, (laughs) he was looking at them. (laughs) And, like, you just have to laugh. I got called a man like a hundred times. I mean, I'm not super womanly, but I didn't realise I was that masculine. People that were like, who's (laughs) this dude? And I was like, I'm not, do, do I look like a man? You just, you just got to laugh at it because, honestly, some of the things that they say is just so ridiculous that uh, you've got to laugh. You've yeah. got to laugh at it, right? I mean, and ultimately, like, I don't care what you say about me. I'm making money of people that actually like me and like what I do. So if one of my customers said something, then that's when I'd be like, whoa, all right what have I done to upset this person? Mm-hmm. But if it's random strangers on the internet, well, fuck them. <laughs> so good. Hmm. Have you, yeah. what, over the last four years, I know you mentioned it before, has there been times where you have maybe wanted to quit or it has got really hard? Like what, yes. have, what have been some face, times. <laughs> what are some face down moments that maybe you can share for girls who are listening who might be in one at the moment thinking oh, that business isn't for so, them? My, well, the reason I started my business was, as I said, I didn't have any qualifications. And when I started working with my business coach and I had to do a SWOT analysis, um, my biggest threat that was my really my biggest fear coming into business was that people who were well-educated would not listen or respect anything that I had to say because I didn't have that piece of paper with a degree. So um, in sort of the first year or so of my business, this is one that really stands out because I'll never forget it, I got booked by one of the major hospitals in Perth um, to speak to all of their orthopaedic surgeons um, and cosmetic surgeons on, like, what they – because in cosmetics – um, there's a fine line between what you can um, mm. post on social media. Yeah. So I got booked to speak to a group. I think it was like a group of 35 of them. And I just fucking lost my shit. Like I was so, I, I got so overwhelmed at the idea of the smarts of the people that were going to be in the room. And I never get nervous ever. Mm-hmm. Like what with in my business and what I'm doing is the first time, even when I was running events, I used to get nervous, but Doing what I'm doing now, I never get nervous because I just love what I do so much mm-hmm. and I just know that I can help people. But anyway, I got really worked up about putting this putting this presentation together and I ended up, I think I charged them for like 10 hours of prep and I worked out, I ended up prepping for like 100 hours or mm. something insane. Anyway, and then I, <laughs> okay, so when I first got my MacBook, I never ever used an Apple 
So my original laptop was a HP, and when I got my MacBook, I would <laughs> only take my MacBook out if I had to go to meetings to like write notes on it, and then I would come home and work on my HP. So I had this PowerPoint presentation with all of my notes and everything, and super specific because of the medical industry as well. I had to do a lot of research into this, and I still actually don't know what I did. But basically, somehow, at like 10.30 at night and the presentation was at like 9 o'clock the next morning. Oh, God. I went, I went to print the slides and I went to print my notes and I deleted everything. Oh, my God. And somehow, what? I don't even know how to do I wiped it, not just from one computer, but from my other computer as well because I was like, it's okay, I've got a backup. But whatever I did, wiped it. And I'm sitting about a meter from where I sat on the floor and cried. And I was just like, I'm a failure. Now, now, not like I have to cancel. There's no way I can do this because I don't remember. I don't know what I was going to say. It was all on my slides and all on my notes. And um, I just thought like, you idiot (laughs) for actually thinking that you could do this. Like, who do you think you are? you I full like imposter syndrome to myself and was like this is your karma for thinking that you had a handle on this blah 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 wow. and yeah I was really mean to myself and I remember messaging my business coach and being like fuck I've lost this whole present because she was helping me on the presentation because I'd wigged myself out so bad and she was like Brooke get your shit together you have been practicing this for the past however many weeks you know it off by heart, open your fucking Word document, start typing it out, you know it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know it, they're all going to hate me, I'm going to have to cancel the whole bar, I'm going to have to give them their money back, I look like a dickhead. And she was like, no, you know it, just do it. And I went in, it was completely different probably to what I already had planned, but I did it, they all thought it was amazing. How funny. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Brooke's face right now. She's so animated. I love it. I'm, I'm like sitting on the edge of my chair here listening to this story. Like, oh, my God, my heart. I'll never forget that moment because I just felt like I was the biggest failure because I got in my own head so badly. And, um, yeah, yeah. But it all worked out. Did it. Did a great job. They loved it. And I didn't suck. So there's that, and there's so many more. That's just one of the many things. And what I love most about having this chat with you is your humor shines through, and I don't think a a lot of people don't realize you have to have that resilience in business. Like you have to take your business more seriously than you take yourself and be willing to laugh every time you fall over and every time you stuff up because if you don't, you're not going to get out alive. Every single bad thing that's happened in my business when I'm like sitting on the floor crying, a part of me is like, this is going to be a great part of my story one day. <laughs> and that's like all I keep thinking. Because <laughs> oh. that's what you have to think in that moment, right? Oh, no no one that. has a business story of, yeah, like I started a business and I made heaps of money and everything was great. Like everyone <laughs> has shit that happens and drama that happens and you just got to know that that's 
what's eventually, even though it sucks, that's eventually what's going to make you interesting. I'm just having right? this little vision in my head. Next time, Shen, you come through the wind and you're like having a sook about something, I'm going to get my, my little my little mobile up and start filming like, this will make a good part of your story. <laughs> <laughs> we can show you this in the future. I'll be like crying. Like, just record it. Record it. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. You have to. You have to. And before we started recording, we we're actually talking a little bit about how business can actually be quite lonely. And that's actually one of the drivers behind why you started your business because you wanted to meet people and you wanted to network and connect. How has that sort of, well, obviously now that you have a beautiful thriving business, I'm sure you get to talk to so many people, but what was it like in the beginning in that lonely phase where it's just you and no one else? I just, you know, when, I guess when you're in your 20s and you're going out partying and drinking and, and you meet lots of people and then when you stop doing that, because I, I started my business when I was 29 and I wasn't really going out or doing that much anymore and I literally was like, I didn't know really, I no, not even really, I didn't know networking was a thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that existed and I just felt like how am I, how do you meet people if you're not going out partying. How do you meet anyone? Yeah, it was it was weird. And, like, even still to this day, so I obviously, now I have lots and lots of business friends and they're amazing, but everyone's super busy, which I get. Um, I go to, like, a group fitness class first thing every morning just so I see people mm-hmm. to start my day because I'm super extroverted and I feed off the energy of other people. And, you know, so, like it's really because because I love what I do and I find it so interesting, I can quite easily get into a black hole of Instagram marketing, online courses and everything and spend like four days and not look up from my computer and I need to get out and, mm. and do people, not people. <laughs> <laughs> but like interact with the rest of the world because it's good for my soul and it's just that sort of reminder that like oh it's okay because otherwise you just get in your own head so badly um about so many things and then I find when I'm feeling the worst it's because I've been at home working for like five days straight and then I'll go out and I'll meet some people or even just catch up for coffee or whatever it is with friends and it's that reminder like oh no, everyone has shit going on. It's not just me, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's so important. I know that a lot of the women that we mentor in business, um, a big part of business and creating, I guess, foot traffic, which now is online and it's your following and it's people who come across your page, but a big part of that is networking. And if you're not networking yeah. in person as a business owner, we totally need to be networking online. And I guess that's where your expertise comes in because you teach people in all types of businesses how to grow that presence online, in particular using Instagram and how to build that social presence. What would be like your top tips for someone who maybe isn't extroverted, maybe introverted, and they want to start a business and they want to do it online, but they're kind of freaking out because they're not one to just like go up to people and talk to people, but... Mm. They know they have this global reach online, but they're just scared or they don't know where to start. Like, what would be your best tips? 100% find a networking community, like a real-life in-person networking community. And also know that, like, the first time you go, yeah, it's scary. 
Mm-hmm. You don't know anyone and that's normal, but you go once and you meet one person and then you go again and you meet another person. And like, like I said, I, when I started my business, I didn't know anyone in the small business community in Perth. And last year, um, I ran, how I said, I run events for International Women's Day with another girl who has a networking community in Perth. It was such a surreal moment for us because we did this event and we had like 300 business owners in the room and we were both standing on the stage and I said to Ash, I was like, isn't it crazy that like three years ago, four years ago, we didn't know any of these people and now we know like almost every single person in this room by name. But, and that's just how what happen, happens over time, you know. A big, big, big part of business is putting yourself out there and Putting yourself out there is scary, but that's that's how it works. Yeah. You know? And it's just something that it gets easier with time, but you can't – there's no shortcut to it not being hard and not being scary. What's your take on networking online? Is that something that you're seeing that's more popular these days, like people connecting – with randoms uh, online? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, online's great. Obviously, I teach online, but nothing will ever replace person to person, you know, that, that, that human connection that you get when you meet someone in real life. No amount of online will ever replace that. And I find when you can foster those online connections in person, um, it makes them better than online. You know, because you've met the person and that, or it can go the other way around. There's a lot of people that I've followed online and, you know, messaged back and forward and comments and blah, 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 and then met them in real life and been kind of felt a bit let down mm-hmm. and disappointed because I think you're not like that in real life. Isn't you know, and then I, it, mm-hmm. there's like that huge disconnect of like your perfect photos and, the way that, yeah, you come across online. But in person, like, who do you kid? Quite simply put. And that's you know, where that word then, gets thrown around, doesn't it? Authenticity. But that's yeah. essentially yeah. what it is, isn't it? It's like showing up the same as you would offline, online, and letting letting your following see all your perks, like your yeah. humour, your the way you talk, your passions. Like, right. Yeah. I and love I think that. that's what's so cool about social media as well is that, if you want to share the real you, you have the opportunity to do so. Yeah. You know, there's people, like the people that their online persona doesn't match their offline persona, that's their choice for it not to match. They could be real um, and authentic, but but for whatever reason they're trying, I guess trying to be something that they're not. And, um, and I think the biggest compliment that you can sort of get these days in business is when people say, oh, my God, you're exactly the same as you are online mm-hmm. when, when they meet you in person. That's like a massive compliment because, you know, even sometimes you second guess what you're putting out or am I being authentic or, you know, I've, I think I'm at a point, without sounding like a wanker, this year for me has been so fucking massive. I feel like every day something amazing is happening and... And I feel like I'm constantly like, this cool thing happened and then this cool thing happened and then this cool thing happened now, but all the shit stuff also happened, you know, and I always sort of like think I want to still be able to reinforce that 
I want to share the good stuff because the bad stuff, I don't want to scare you <laughs> with the bad stuff. But there's also bad stuff too, yeah. you know. So it's, like, it's hard sometimes to find that when everything is going really well, eventually it's, it's sometimes hard to find that balance because it seems like there's less balance, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. But, I, I mean, the past six months have been awesome, but it took me four years to get here. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a little nugget in itself. Like most hopefully lots of the, you listeners who are, who are tuning in that – a lot of the girls that we are interviewing, it's not something's happened over the night. You're hearing the success no. stories four, five, six years in, and you didn't give up. Totally. <laughs> and I feel like every year you have a real big soul-crushing thing that happens. Yeah. And I think that's something that I've learned. And it's always something that you absolutely have no control over. So I was reading. I really like reading. So I read a lot of books. And the other day I was reading um, – Winging It by Emma Isaacs. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys have read it, but fantastic. She's amazing. And then I messaged her and she replied and I was like, oh, my best friend. But again, proves the power of Instagram. Like I can can have a direct connection with the person who just uh, wrote the book that I was – anyway, I'm getting distracted. But (laughs) she talks about in the book like when businesses fail is when you become complacent and, and give control over to something that you have no control of. And every big failure that's happened in my business or drama has been something that I don't have control of. And I think you've just got to learn and accept that if your business relies on things you have no control of, like payment systems or social media or whatever it is, you need to accept that when things go wrong, that's a part of of what you do and and that's just a part of being in business you know I don't think there's any any business that I can think of that doesn't rely on something else to help them operate day by day and humans make mistakes and errors happen all the time and that's just that's a part of it and you learn from those mistakes you don't learn from every time you win, you learn from every time shit hits the fan. Totally. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. you. You've shared so many golden nuggets with us, and I know there's probably lots of girls who are listening who want to go check you out now, and they're going to go see, what are these facial expressions Lauren and Shani are seeing? <laughs> <laughs> but I'll pop everything in the show notes so they can find you and your, um, your little hub as well so they can learn about that. But I'm just curious, for girls yeah. who are listening – what would be yeah. – and they, do you have Instagram? They're building businesses on Instagram. What would be your top three tips on building businesses on Instagram that you can share with them so I can get a good bit of a taste of what you're about? Okay. Oh, my God, I have so many. So building a business on Instagram, this is what you need to understand. Just because you love a product or service doesn't mean there's a market for it. So you've really got to know, A, your point of difference because you need to ensure that you filter that through all of the content that you share, and B, what is the problem that you solve? What is the problem that your product solves or your service solves? Because if your product or service is just something that you love and it's not actually filling a need or a want or a desire, then you don't have a business, you have a hobby. So that's something really important. Then number two, you have to get professional photos done. So there is so much noise on Instagram. There's a billion accounts. There's so much content every single day. To be able to stand out and cut through that noise, you have to have your own unique brand and your own unique way of telling your story. And that 
comes with a level as well of professionalism that people forget. Instagram isn't the easy way to market your business and so therefore you don't need to take it seriously. It's a very, very, very fucking powerful marketing tool when done correctly, when you take it seriously. And if you want your customers to take you seriously, then you need to treat it professionally from a visual point of view. Those, those high-quality photos are key to determining your success on the platform 100%. So that's tip number two. Tip number three, you need to know your ideal client to a T. You cannot, you can, there isn't enough information about the world that you can have of who this client is because that's where everything begins. When you know who is going to purchase your product or your service, then you know exactly what content that you can deliver that they are going to find valuable and want to come back to time and time again. You can also work out all the other accounts that they follow and you can connect with them and reach out with them, uh, reach out to them at any time of the day. So everything starts with knowing this ideal client to be able to then grow your account um, rather than just sitting back and waiting for them to come to you. And that's super powerful. Mm. Was that three? It was yeah. like 5,000. No, they were <laughs> three great tips. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for jumping on, Brooke. I love talking to you. I feel like My we could pleasure. sit here and talk for hours. <laughs> I can talk for hours. <laughs> You should listen. My husband will tell you that. Well, thank you so much for your time and all of your goodness and your wisdom. I definitely have loved this episode so much. We'll make sure all of the links to your social media and your website are in our show notes. And yeah, just keep being you. You're amazing. And yes, your husband is right. You are so easy to fall in love with. taken guys thank you so much for having me i really appreciate your time no oh good girl thank you bye We hope you've loved today's episode of the Babes Talking Business Podcast. We're loving bringing you these episodes. Our mission really is to share and add value to your week, whether you're a budding entrepreneur or you're a veteran and you've been owning your own business for quite some time. Don't forget, if you're loving our podcast, we would absolutely love and appreciate for you to rate us and drop in some love on the iTunes app by giving us some feedback. We want to do something really exciting and we want to do a shout out of the week every week on our instagram for anyone who reviews us so please make sure you leave us five sparkly stars and you give us your feedback but don't forget to add your instagram handle or website so that we can shout you out you can follow us on instagram at babes talking business or you can check out our website at www.babes.com babestalkingbusiness.com. You can check out the Health Style Emporium online holistic health program, our beautiful sponsors over at www.thehsc.net. All of these links are available below in our podcast notes and on our website. Thanks for tuning in.